welcome to another episode. We are talking about episode three of Drag Race Down Under. Queens Down Under. <laughs> and before we start, okay, I'm Jessica. I'm Jay. I'm Chris. And I'm mad. Uh-oh, pissed already? Episode three? Already. Now, what's got you so upset? My girl Coco <laughs> has gone. No more people of color. And I feel like she was robbed. I really do. I felt like they did her really dirty. But we will wait till we get to that point said, before I go straight in. to the meat. But I'm just saying, I think they did her dirty. I think this is a case of the edits and the producers and the production. And she and I'm mad. I'm mad for her. She's still on that kick, y'all. Y'all joined us last week. Y'all know she believes. But like I said, I went the, ed- the edits are making Coco look bad. I have a lot of points about this episode that I was kind of. All right, then we'll dive in. Where should we start then? We can start at the beginning. So um, at the beginning of the episode, after elimination, right, Art Simone has sashayed away. She left the mirror message and the girls are gagged. They were very shook and surprised that she went home, as I guess a lot of people were. So I do want to point out that in that follow-up scene, you know, where they were cleaning off the mirror, Coco pointed out that she had done a party and uh, the whoever had hired her to do the party was like, you're no Art Simone. Mm. And then, boom, here she is knocking off Art Simone, mm. which kudos to her for that, if nothing else. Yeah, well, now she can join Art Simone. <laughs> <laughs> now y'all are one in the same. Now they're all at home. <laughs> I thought it was um, interesting that Art Simone said, Karen, bring home that crown. So Yeah, mm. uh, you know, it to me, it makes, it makes a lot of sense that it would be Karen that he would select to say bring home that crown because honestly the rest of it is kind of just the uh, up in the air kind of free for all whatever but especially when you have producers picking and choosing who they want to win <laughs> lord have mercy okay so jessica's going deep into the conspiracies already i, I mean I have two from this episode not yeah. just coco actually both of the bottom two queens i feel like they were both done dirty as a person who has watched a lot of Drag Race and they tell girls to stand out and, and do what it takes, this ain't RuPaul's best friends race. And when a girl does, Electra, she gets put in the bottom. Like, don't don't skip ahead to that. I, I, I also have I'll comments wait. on that. So I'll let's wait. just go through. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the mini challenge? Yeah. I mean, other than the girls all being shook, they were just as shook as we were that Art Simone went home. But I think it's time to dive into the mini challenge. <laughs> My boy said, let's dive into the, what was it, the Babe Watch mini yeah. challenge? Slow motion surf rescue. I mean, Brew was cracking up. She was loving it, but I was kind of like, okay. I mean, I mean, props to my homegirl, Electra. She killed it, in my opinion. Well, yeah, it, apparently she is really good at the mini challenges. <laughs> yeah. Which is what Kit, was it Ketamine said that? Ketamine. Ketamine yeah. said that she's really good at these mini challenges. Who else stood out? Uh, Scarlett was a standout, well, obviously, because she was she was the other winner. <laughs> yeah, uh, Scarlett and the and with the boobs, the tits yeah. all the way the out, slips. Uh, I don't know if you can call that a slip. <laughs> it started as a slip, and then it was like, like a oh, all full on out, you know, right. all out, which uh, clearly Scarlett loves the fake nudity. Yeah, that that's her that's her thing apparently. I did think uh, Karen from Finances makeup was really weird. Uh, both her and Kita mean both Kita mean look like clowns almost. 
Yeah, but and I think that's kind of like the Australian like drag go-to. go-to though is like the. That's what I was wondering because it was like, whoa. <laughs> the go-to is Ringling Brothers. Yeah, huh? <laughs> Barnum and Bailey. Come on. <laughs> no discriminations around here. But you know who I'm really coming around to? Who? Anita. Same. Yeah. But I thought that her mini challenge was weird. It it was weird. <laughs> but, the old lady running yeah. and smoking. But it was funny. It was funny. It was. So, yes. Yeah, Scarlett and Electra win the mini challenge. They win mm-hmm. gift cards. Yay. And so then Rue talks about the maxi challenge where the groups are going to be competing to debut the new drag race anthem, Queen's Queen. Damn Written by drag race composer Leland. They have to write a solo verse and work together as a group to create show-stopping choreography. Now, of course, as a drag race fan, this is one of my favorite. This is always one of my favorite episodes. We actually spent time this past weekend listening to some of their old original, you know, when the queens get to write a verse and perform. I love these types of episodes, which was another reason why I was so disappointed in this one. But, okay, so Scarlett and Lecture win. They get to pick their their teams Team. <laughs> so scarlet has the outback fake hose with etc etc coco jumbo and anita wiglet electra and her three and a half men um have karen from finance kate Maine, and maxi shield who did you i guess first impressions which group did you think would win because i starred scarlet's group i thought they were they were gonna win and I was the complete opposite way, and I thought Electra's group was going to win. Yeah, me too. I thought uh, Electra's group had it in the bag at first. Now, to be uh, honest, the performance was better. Yeah, it seemed like they were a more uh, cohesive unit, but I guess sometimes beauty comes out of conflict. And it, it seems to me that when they got into the rehearsal stage, they just kind of nailed it. Everything just kind of flowed, and it seemed like they had it together, so I was kind of surprised once they got down to the critiques and all that kind of stuff, uh, I do feel like they uh, did my girl or your girl <laughs> Electra wrong because she, I mean, she was getting after it and she played to the strengths of her team and those were not dancing. <laughs> and isn't that the point of being team captain is right. you can then make yourself shine, but also right. make sure that your team looks good by Again, playing to their strengths. And if their strengths aren't dancing, then you got to lay on the floor, Maxi Shields. And, right. And do whatever that little move was. And she did it. And then even her, t- look, I know we're jumping ahead, but even her team was like rooting for her, happy for her, happy for what she did for them. They were like, it wasn't like they were like, ooh, girl, she tried to make herself stand out. Like they weren't mad. So your team yeah. was happy. You were happy. You looked good. Everybody looked good. And then she in the bottom. I was like, I'm we- <laughs> I will say that we did jump way ahead to rehearsals. But did the fake fight get y'all? Electric Shock's face during the whole time. I was just like, that is plastic. Like, I'm over it. I don't care what you say. I'm the captain. Get over it. I was like, oh, my. It was so believable. That was good acting. No, please don't follow far. But that was good acting. I was impressed. So I thought that was hilarious once we, you know, it was real, it was fake. Yeah, Um, that was funny. I do think it's very interesting, in my opinion. That Scarlett did step back and let et cetera, et cetera, kind of take over and guide what the group was going to do. I thought that Scarlett was a stronger, bolder personality. And it looks like that's not really the case because she kind of just submitted to whatever et cetera, et cetera said. Yeah, but Scarlett still gets all the credit for the win, though, huh? That's true. I mean, but 
Yeah, so I think et cetera, et cetera had a lot more bossiness in her than than I thought. So that's going to be interesting because a lot of time that rubs people the wrong way and she could find herself living a jantacy real quick if she keeps it up. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All we get from Jessica this week is, ah, mm. I, I'm a, I got a lot. Go mm. on, give us a lot of problems. So then next, the Leland... And what was his Troy name? Savant. Troy Savon. They have their little pre-recorded message. It's like y'all could have kept that. Y'all could have kept it. I don't understand why they're doing the pre-recorded stuff. Like if they're gonna be there, be on Zoom or just be there in person. Like the whole pre-recorded crap that was like a waste of time, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like because it wasn't even a minute long. I'm just gonna be honest. So that that's my that's honest. What you get on this podcast is honesty. As someone who watches, I'm just a you know a, a watcher, casual fan, and I'm mad about. It. There was a lot to be mad about in this episode. Apparently, I am not nearly as mad as you are for for That's some fine. reason. For one, I'm not crazy about the celebrity special guests anyway, and especially now since they're either on Zoom or, according to you, pre-recorded. <laughs> It's just it it doesn't add a whole lot to the show, especially well for for me people I don't really know to begin with, yeah. so they could be popular wherever they're from, but uh, it just didn't add a whole lot for me. That's true because I didn't know. As the youngest in the group, I think Troy Sivan is like a YouTube singing kind of situation, okay. and Leland is just a composer the composer. <laughs> right, so I don't know why y'all don't know that. I mean, as watchers, I wouldn't say just a composer. It makes it. Well, you well, you're the one to say you well, let, let me before you before you finish. He wrote Queens Down Under, so don't don't give him too much credit. Queens Down Under is a bop. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Dude, would you prefer that's the song from UK? Uh, UK, hun. Yeah. Yes, that song is garbage. You just hating on wow. Queens Down Under. I've never even heard this song. But Queens, Queens Down Under is a bop. Yeah, oh, wow. I thought it was a pretty good song. Okay, whatever. It whatever. Y'all have no taste. Anyway, after Leland and Troy Savon, I think that we get. The mystery note found in Coco stuff by who I can't even remember who found it. I know I was but, trying to think who found it. Did Coco find it? No, Coco didn't find it because somebody asked if they could. So the person it. that wrote it found it, <laughs> right? I can't uh, remember Coco. if it was etc. etc. Maybe I think found it. That sounds that sounds about right because she was talking about using some of Coco's glitters, and then they were like, "Oh, I found this note over there." Yeah, a lot of screen time for etc. This week. Because mm. she was still in the show. I mean, she wrote the note. <laughs> Maybe. But so. who do y'all think wrote the note? Her. Art Simone. <laughs> to me, that makes the most sense. I think so, too, just because, you know, uh, Coco put Art Simone out and Art Simone would have had the opportunity to be alone and see no one else. Well, write the note. that's true. I or mean, no one see them right now. <laughs> <laughs> Art Simone saw no one write the note because they were not Nobody there. Nobody was there. But no, I guess historically, yes, when queens leave, well, it's really before elimination day, you get a chance to write each other notes because you're like, I might be going home. So I'm going to write everybody a note that I like, or I might write a note that says, watch out. So maybe it was Art Simone. Maybe. I don't know. I thought it was a very, very interesting. It was interesting. It was. And I'm like, hmm. All right. So next, is it? When they record their song, is that what happens next? Because oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah so. what I wrote that cracked me up was Electra. I got basic drag, but I'll make you laugh. That line 
was and everything. clearly she was correct and <laughs> it cracked you up and also very accurate oh did we yes, skip it, over Electra losing everything and talking about i thought that was next or is that next i don't know i can't remember the order but i have that i think that was down. i think that's after they record the song mm-hmm. okay that's fair so we can wait and address that but uh so everybody going, I thought it was hilarious that both teams had one person that was rhythmically challenged, if you will. And mm-hmm. then your homegirl Coco just being vocally challenged in general, but deciding <laughs> to sing. Oh, yeah. Let's let's go back to Coco for a second, because she kind of she pissed me off a little bit. Uh, when you are in a group challenge and a one where you have to write your own verse and you come with literally one line and nothing else prepared and say, oh, I guess I need some help. That's some bull. You, you got to bring more than that. It was a team challenge. Uh, what is your team uh, Everybody for? else had their lyrics written. Well, we think because they didn't show that. They Here showed Coco not have. I'm just saying, is that not fact? They showed that Coco wasn't prepared. That doesn't mean she was the only one. That wasn't prepared. That's all I'm saying. To me, I mean, she was the only one. And that's one. fair, but I mean, I know this is a reality show, so they spin things the way they want. That's that's not conspiracy. That's fact. And they showed that she wasn't ready, and they made it appear that she was the only one. She said she wasn't ready, though. No, no, no I mean, just they just made it appear that she was the only one. We don't know that. So here is the thing. Regardless, you know you on TV, before y'all get together, have more than one line. And was it even really It sounded like a lot of mumbling to me. At that point, it doesn't matter how they spin it. You have more than one line. Like make it so they can't I mean, spin it that enough. you don't have it together. Fair like, enough. She made it real easy. Point. And then she openly said, Oh, I just have this I had a little hook piece. <laughs> and that was all she came with. And I guess she thought that was gonna be enough for her was that little hook piece, which <laughs> really was like, girl, I don't even know what else she said in it. Yeah, I would I would have been looking at her sideways too, like Okay, so now we got to stop what we doing so we can help you instead of just focusing on putting this song together. And then the fact that, again, she chose to sing, <laughs> knowing she couldn't sing a lick and couldn't keep time. I was like, wow. Yeah, I mean, it was an interesting choice. Okay, so then they all go through. Of course, they made it also look like Maxie Shield was struggling with her. Maxie was which, struggling. This it definitely made it look like her timing <laughs> appeared to be off. She was rhythmically challenged, uh, for which sure. was kind of funny. But I thought her her verse was ended up being pretty funny. I think that uh, Michelle Michelle Visage had some some great one liners in the whole recording Rehearsal. session yeah. rehearsals or whatever. Uh, she was really giving the queens all that they could handle, and I thought that that was hilarious to get to see her not being the one on the receiving end of all the jokes. Because I feel like a lot of times Michelle is on the receiving end of whoever is there's jokes you know yeah um, so it was good to see her flex her comedic chops and be the one dishing it out okay and i do like that too i like when the lecture made her that line and she was like yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> and what you gonna do <laughs> so much for that being a red herring from, from right <laughs> from the previous week. that, like, that was what it was oh, yeah she basically so after the rehearsals for the singing part i thought electric's group had it because oh. Because Karen Karen nailed it, Electra Shock nailed it, Ketamine nailed it, and Maxie did did her best. <laughs> did, she did her best. <laughs> yeah, and but talk about funny lines. Anita did it again with the <laughs> with the drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. drive edge, granny serving granny or something like that. 
Also, speaking of Anita, Anita was back to that face again this week. Right. Like, hard back at that <laughs> face. And then I think at one point, Rue even called it out, and I was like, Correct. but we're not going to discuss how But they liked going. it, though. But he was acting like he liked it, right? He was, but the fact that he drew attention to it, to me, means that some at some point in the future, it's going to be a problem. I hope so, because if, if they get by this whole season without mm-hmm. being called out for having that same face and a little bit of drag race that I have seen, it's like, switch it up, give us something mm-hmm. different, but if you're constantly giving us an old woman and this big stupid face <laughs> it's the same it's the same thing over and over again so so yeah so after the group's rehearsals they talk about how great Electra did and how she did a great job with their choreography and that's when Electra shared that she used to be a dance teacher with the studio but she lost it I don't think she explained how she lost her business yeah, she didn't explain how she lost everything business and home but she did say that it was very hard for her to, you know, rebuild her, I'm going to call it like a drag case, meaning all the stuff she has, which so to me makes sense that she's, for, that she's basic because, you know, she comes from not having anything and trying to make, you know, a competition work. So props to her for doing as decent to me as she's doing, even with her basic drag, which is what it is. <laughs> and she called it that, so I'm going to call it that. But uh, it was... It was good to see something about her other than that she worked for Keita and Anita. Yeah, I can't imagine what it must be like uh, to to build a business and have a home and then lose it all. Uh, It just seems like it'd be very traumatic. Uh, I do appreciate him recognizing all all the positives that he was doing when he had his dance studio and that, you know, he was teaching kids to never give up and to find themselves through dance and all that kind of stuff. But it's always tough to watch a grown man break down uh, after the loss. So, uh, you know, I'm sorry, Electra. I wish I could have helped you. <laughs> I can't. Damn it. So I, uh, I, I hope that they do delve more into maybe a little bit of what happened. You don't got to tell all your business, but if you put out that much, then. Let us know. I know. We'll never come up again. <laughs> like, let's just give Electra a little bit of a story, and then next week we're going to send her on home. Right. So I thought she was going home this week. I was like, ooh, they really getting into Electra today. So usually that's a sign of, let's go ahead, get this person some screen time, and then session mm-hmm. I also thought we skipped over that in the beginning, et cetera, et cetera, I think said put Coco and Electra in the bottom this week so that they can't send anybody. They can, one of them can send each other home because they were mm-hmm. then saying that they were, uh, the group was threatened by the two of them now because they had both uh, lip sync for the lives in one. I think that that was a little bit of foreshadowing. Oh, and when yeah. I heard it, I was like, mm, <laughs> hold on, do it. Oh my God. <laughs> right. And then, but like y'all, with the way that Electra's group did, I was like, surely she doesn't have to worry about being in the bottom. So they they did mix it up a little bit because usually Mm -hmm. uh, there's a winning group and a losing group. Uh, But this time they were all just individuals. Okay, so are we ready to talk about the runway? Okay, RuPaul's look, floor length, blue sequence gown. Of course, her signature blonde wig. What did we think of her look? said oh look at rupaul being rupaul <laughs> yeah i thought Safe. she was serving uh dallas <laughs> like the tv show yeah, yeah. you know what i mean okay it was, yeah. uh, it, was, it was a little basic for my life I know, it's just funny that it was kind of basic yeah. i mean not basic but just what's the word 
I put a classic. Yeah, classic RuPaul, right? Um, so then, yes, the theme was Bogan Prom Realness. And I was like, what? So as the girls were coming out, I kind of wrote some words that I thought it meant or soon, especially like et cetera, et cetera, was the first one out. So I'm thinking like outdated, old, tacky, cheap, oh, basic. It's a, uh, I looked it up. It's okay, pretty much is- Australian for like redneck. Oh, okay. So I was yeah. close. I, I thought it was um, their equivalent of like the Jersey Shore or something no, like that. It's their equivalent oh, of so like redneck. Red yeah. oh, red so I was close with my words, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. But I, I, like, I, I, I was like, what is, <laughs> I was like, are they saying bogan? And if they're saying bogan, what, what does that bogan? mean? Yeah. I, I'm glad you looked it up because I meant to. I meant I to. Like, yeah, I yeah. But I was trying to. It, it, it translates for us. It, it would be like you know redneck, like trailer park. You know that kind gotcha. of that kind of vibe, which makes sense now when you think right. about everybody's outfits. Because I was like, I don't understand what bogan is, obviously, because I don't know what right. what they got going on. So let's okay, jump good. into everybody's. So I, all right, so et cetera, et cetera was first with that pink velour suit. <laughs> yes, yeah, so as soon as she came out, I was like, what the hell is bogan, and why <laughs> would that be appropriate? But now it, it makes so much sense. But that's why I was thinking, oh, well, maybe it's like their version of the Jersey Shore yeah. or something like that. So it's once again, it's it's a different look. This is like the second time she's had pants legs on the uh, runway. Pants legs on the runway. <laughs> Yeah, she um is really giving us this quote unquote different drag, and I'm like, is it drag or is it like I'm gonna make my face up and then put these pants on? Right. So I want to be comfortable. <laughs> she said, "I'm giving you the housewife drag, casual right. drag." Like, so I want to put a pin on that because, like, again, that was the first person that came down the runway who ended up being safe. Next, we have Coco. So when I when she came out, I was like, okay. So again, thinking about what I thought Bogan meant, I thought she did great. I, I love the detail, the marks on her knees, the bush stuff in her hair. It was obvious that she was somewhere back in the back doing something on her knees. Being fast. Being fast. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I think that's cute and it's creative. It has detail. It tells a story, right? These are all things that they say that they love to see on They're the They're not going to bring her back because you uh, hype it up. I'm just saying. I'm just But I did point. think that her look was one of the better ones. And it once I knew what Bogan meant, <clears throat> I it made more sense to me. It, it was funnier. And right. then even without knowing what Bogan meant, though, when I saw it, I was like, she's been <laughs> in the woods. Right. Doing so, something she had no business. You know, a little bit. Skin. Yeah, but I don't necessarily read that as redneck. To me, that's more slutty prom girl than anything. Well, it that's was to prom, me. So. It, it was, was program prom, right? But I did not read redneck out of her dress. Okay, to me, it was a little more. It was too classy for that. So okay, so that's I'll, and then other thing, I just what she looked pretty. I just was not impressed. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. But that's that was fair. my opinion when I when I was like, okay. Then they said it was bad. I'm like, oh wow, because I thought that was nice. All right. So next we had Anita Wiglet. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking about her look makes me laugh. I know she had missing teeth. She did have the missing teeth with the blue on the bottom, white on the top. It was I like was, denim. Look. Yeah, it looked like denim, but like but, but worse. <laughs> <laughs> because it was like, oh, it was like I don't know. Like, it was like you know when you get jeggings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was jegging material. Yeah, it was like. Jeggings. And I thought it was hilarious. I I thought it was it great. Was hilarious, but that face the was theme, 
but the face was there. But I thought I fit the face. Face was back. If but it fit with this look. Right. I thought it was cute. And, uh, so then we had Scarlet, <laughs> which it, it 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 I didn't know what they said. I forgot what they called her dress, but I realized it was a wine bag. Yeah, bag. Of and wine. I was like the goon set. The goon set. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh wow. I it, I didn't you know it's like context clues. I was like, oh then that, and then the fact that she actually had a goon had set. it on her dress and she poured something in that cup and drank it. And the cigarette necklace, I thought that was a great look. Yeah, the cigarette necklace was definitely a nice touch. Uh, I thought this was a very creative look, a goon bag with a goon bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, drinking out of it was pretty and functional. So, I mean, she could have smoked her necklace <laughs> and drank her dress. So right? That's, she had uh, stuff right there. Talk about capitalizing on your accessories. Yeah, so that was awesome. Then we had Electra Shop with the gold dress and the the, the wig. Um, didn't she have cigarette? Was it cigarette? earrings she had something with cigarettes like she was that. smoking or something she tried she tried it i mean i didn't think it was she terrible she had. <laughs> right i was like you feel bad judging her again i thought it fit the theme but again when before i knew what bogan was i was like okay so a lot of people are serving this like 80s and she was one of those people that was serving 80s to me yeah rednecks sometimes they're just a little behind in the fashions you know I think it was redneck chic. I mean, right. I, I, I thought her wig looked very redneck. And this was not the worst Bogan look on the runway because she was followed by <laughs> Kita Mean. Are you selling for Kita? A yes. bit because now, okay. one, one, once You're you right. know what it is, You're it's right. like, oh, okay, that doesn't really fit the theme at all. I mean, because she's wearing neon with like the. Yeah. Punk rock hat neon and all that wig. stuff, and a neon wig. Like, no redneck. A no redneck red would never. A redneck would could never. never. Now, if it no had redneck, been, no trash. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's the devil. Like, right. redneck or tra- redneck trash. If it had been a MAGA hat instead, then maybe. <laughs> they don't. They don't want to do the make Australia great again. Yeah, exactly. It still works. I got you, right. But I think that even the judges pointed out that her look, it looked good, but it wasn't Bogan prom, which. Again, when we finish going through everybody, I'll give my thoughts on mm-hmm. that as well. Don't get look. Okay, next we have Maxi Shield. She looked cute with her little two piece. Yeah. What do you call those things? They like to wear them top. Yeah, like a tube, like a top. tube top. Yeah, and the sh- matching pants. And I thought she looked. I thought she did well. I thought maybe she pushed it a little bit too. Now that I the know big ass fanny pack though. You get how you forget that part. Oh my bad. I was thinking about the theme again because I'm like, I'm gonna hit y'all with a reference that many people aren't gonna get, but Ma- Maxie Shield looked like she was right out of Turkey Point and Crybaby with the way that she was dressed. <laughs> well, <laughs> and that's that makes sense. Exactly. So that's that where I'm going like with it. it. So it works. I was like, yo, she she nailed that. To me, hers is one of the better Bogan looks. Okay. Agreed. All right, then last we had, uh, I lost my spot. Dang. Karen from Karen Finance. Karen from Finance with the ruffles. So, <laughs> <laughs> who's going to say I, it? <laughs> I, I didn't care for the look. Uh, it okay, it so was something. Not only did I not necessarily care for it, was that Bogan prom? I think rednecks can sometimes get a little too creative for their own redneck life. <laughs> but... Uh, I don't know. I feel like it may have been too fancy, almost. Is that fair enough? Fair Again, fair I don't think. But she did have a, a fanny pack. 
I do not think <laughs> that it fit mm-hmm. the thing. I agree. That's all I'm say about that. Um, I agree. And so again, two people who I personally did not feel fit the theme, who wears a velour suit to a prom. I feel like even a trailer trash redneck would probably try to find a cute dress from like Rue 21 to wear to a prom versus a Now you ain't going to come for my girl, et cetera, but I do agree. Velours, it says more hood prom than bogey prom to me. I don't agree with that either, but (laughs) I do. we're getting off topic. But I feel like it doesn't say prom at all. So the two people who probably... Again, I, I just it, it blows my mind, etc. And Karen are safe, right? Etc. And Karen are safe. Yeah. I guess when you take it all as a when you take it as a whole though, is they perform decent enough in the song to also earn that safe. Mm, whatever. So again, the rest of the queens represent the tops and bottoms. Of course, again, it, it shocked me when they started coming for Electra, talking about how she made the group about her. And then they show the clips of her, of course, with the splitting and the dancing and the girls in the back. And I was like, what? Very shocking to me. Uh, I think this episode really highlights what we've kind of been saying as a whole. This, this whole season is that Electra and Coco are judged harder mm-hmm. than everybody else on the show. Agreed. And it's like, why? And it makes no sense because to me, Electra, even though she was a star, it wasn't like anybody else was lost in the performance. Right. It did not seem intentional at all from from the practice, from the way they set up the group. I think yeah. she was very strategic in how she set up her group. Uh, right. So it would be a cohesive unit and they moved together. Granted, she was doing all the the acrobatics because that's in her she wheelhouse. That's what she does. No, the rest of her team could not do that. So I was very shocked when they started coming so hard for it and saying that, oh, you know, it was a Beyonce feel. I'm like, well, who don't want to be Beyonce? Right. Exactly. <laughs> who, if, you, if you represent RuPaul's Drag Race, are you not looking for a Hello? Beyonce vibe that can carry the name and the whole thing, right. like. And last I checked, Michelle Williams and Kelly Rowland are doing just fine. Just fine. <laughs> but yeah, so again, I <laughs> my biggest issue is as many seasons as I've seen where they'll tell girls when they if if she would have said, "Well, we all," I just wanted us to all be the same, and I was just gonna, you know, they probably would have said, "Well, why didn't you do some? Why didn't you do some flips?" They would have said, some, "This is a competition. This is a competition. This ain't RuPaul's best friends race." A classic line from the show, basically meaning and implying that you're there to win. Do what it takes to win. And when she does, again, not necessarily intentionally, but that's just how great of a dancer she is. And she can't help that. Now it's like, oh, that and a choreographer. Then it's like, oh, you're in the bottom. I just thought it was straight BS. And then it was like, oh, well, you could have done more with Maxie, but you had her on the floor the entire time. She was Uh, on the floor for like two seconds. Yeah. And then I thought it was funny. It It was was cute. Give her some credit. Like y'all were just, and then to me. Again, you want to say conspiracy, but I feel like it's very obvious that they like are molding and shaping and fixing things a certain way. Now, at this point, I'm not quite sure who they're trying to win- get to win. Maybe it's Karen, maybe, but it's clear that they don't want certain people to win. Well, yeah, I feel like that was glaringly obvious this week in the harsh judgments on Coco, which granted, you know, the look wasn't the best for the theme, but there were other looks that were also way off base like right key to me 
all the way off base in her look. So right, I thought uh, looking back that she probably would have been one or two in the bottom based on yeah, look. and that's what I thought. Uh, now, granted, the other thing that was going against Coco was the disappointing lyrics. So I, they did hold that against her. Back to Electra, it just seems like the critique was overly, overly harsh. I mean, they moved together as a group. They, they looked, looked like, like they had fun. They looked like they had fun. Nobody had anything I, negative to say. I thought the critique was going to be y'all played it too safe and the other group was doing more acrobatics and stuff like that. But, but even then, that was only two of them between uh, uh, et cetera, et cetera, and Scarlet Adams. <laughs> so, splits at the end. <laughs> right. The, the, the twin splits at the end. So I thought it was going to be, well, this group played it too safe. But when they came out with the Beyonce thing, I was like, oh, that I'm, just seems. I'll just say it. Their group to me was the best group. It was yeah. the better group. I don't like, I don't even really remember much about. Right, Scarlet's group and their performance. Other than two splits, at the oh end. yeah, two splits, splits at the end. <laughs> but like, there are things that I can pull out from. Yeah, Alexa. like you, like we just did. Yeah. Uh, Maxi on the floor. So, what do y'all think about them saying that Maxi was a missed opportunity? Another critique I did not understand. I think that they used Maxi how Maxi could be used. Maxi is funny. Maxi looked great. Mm-hmm. And so it was like she looks great. She's adding humor to the situation memorable uh, the name <laughs> implies that it's a half of a, of a person so they played up on that yeah I, like how else could you use maxi unless there's some talent that maxi has that we haven't seen but uh i think that this was one of the best showings for maxi yeah i didn't understand that critique either again it's like are, are you guys trying to make us see something that is not there I- I think it just falls in because she was in Electra's group. Like, let's just tear it. Yeah, let's tear it all down. up. But because again, I don't understand the harsh judgments of Coco and Maxi. Now, granted, they do or not Maxi, but Electra. But they do do things that you know do warrant a little bit of a like, uh, hey, you know, step your basic drag up or right. you know, whatever. But I feel like they're not given the same liberties as the rest of the queens. Yeah. So it, to me, it just kind of this episode has made me kind of wonder. Of course, the, a big critique lately with Drag Race in general is that it's becoming predictable. People, have, of course, had a lot of complaints about season 13. Um, and I definitely see it with with drag, with Australia. I mean, I, I mean, it's it is it, it almost I'm going to I mean, I'm going to ride it out, but it's almost kind of becoming not fun to watch anymore. Thinking back to like season four. And season six. six. And I mean, now it's like, oh, there's a note that said, watch out. Oh, we're going to give this person like harsh critiques. And everybody saw that their group did great. I'm just like, okay. I don't know. All right. So there's a brief untucked where Electra, after being like, (laughs) after being torn down in uh, critiques, Electra and Coco are pretty sure they're going to be in the bottom. So they're yeah, I'm not happy about it. Scarlet thinks she's gonna win, which she does. Are you any thoughts about Untucked? Mm, Scarlet wouldn't have been my winning choice, but uh, well, I think Scarlet's dress probably put her over the edge. Yeah, because she seems like she nailed the theme better than anybody else. And uh, with her being the captain, I think her lyrics were pretty pretty good too. So uh, that probably. I think she earned a win. I don't. I don't know if it could have gone to anybody else that wasn't up for elimination. <laughs> hmm. 
no, I didn't really have a whole lot to say about the Untucked. I had that Electroshock went in on et cetera, et cetera. Because there was, I think, a little bit of like cattiness. I can't remember what was said first, but uh, Electro reacted off of whatever etc said right and so it was like yeah there seems to be a little bit of tension yeah some tension building there mm. which i mean they probably won't give it an opportunity to play out because electric got to go home next week so man they trying to get this girl <laughs> yeah, home as soon as possible as soon as possible because for if, some reason if she does again that'll be three lip syncs is that right yeah yeah so we'll we'll see <laughs> yeah we'll see yeah <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm salty. So they lip sync, of course. So Anita, Kita, and Maxi end up being safe. Scarlett wins the Maxi challenge, and Coco and Electra are in the bottom. So they have to lip sync to Shake Your Groove Thing by Peaches and Herb. Definitely a great lip sync. I thought they both killed it. They so it, lip sync assassins. Again, yeah. they both killed it. I was hoping for a. Uh... A double Shantae. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but because once when I was watching it, I was like, it's hard to pick. It's hard to pick a winner. Electra was all over the place. So my first thought was, dang, maybe she's doing too much and they might send her home. But you know, she <laughs> get them shoulders to popping and them kicks and them splits and the jumps. And then Coco looked like she was just having a whole lot of fun uh, dancing on a runway. And they play well together. Yeah, they, I like when they work together. To me, that makes an epic lip sync when they work together. You know, they do a little, we're dancing together, we're singing to each other type situation. I definitely felt that a double Shantae was deserved. I'm going to be honest. This is the most heartbreaking <laughs> lip sync I've ever experienced. I'm very upset about it. I, I did not like the two of them together. I was like, uh, this doesn't make sense. But I feel like it had been building to the point of them going against each other. And it was pretty much, if it wasn't this episode, it was going to be the next episode. It was going to happen eventually. Right, because the two of them have been in the bottom more than anybody else on the show at this point. So it, unfortunately, did feel like it was building to this, whether they both deserved to be there or not. Yeah. Uh, But they did. They did perform. They asses off. I mean, they made, it was very entertaining. And I don't know if it was Jackie Cox and... Heidi. Heidi in the closet, but it was pretty good. I, uh, as a fan of Electra and a fan of Coco, really, but more a fan of Electra, I was like, oh man, this could be the week that one of my tops is just, you know, out the door. Uh, it was so close to me that, like you said, a double Shantae was in order because both of them literally killed it and mm-hmm. they looked like they were having a good time. It was fun to watch. It's the best lip sync that we've seen. Definitely. Uh, and I just don't see how they were able to just, you know, send one of them home. And you only got like seven people on the show. You could have killed okay. both of them. <laughs> week, like. Right. I'm like, y'all are already starting with a limited roster right. to begin with. Like, it's so. okay if you have Small a double shot. Small amount. So I guess technically we haven't seen anyone else on the show lip sync. No. At this point, anyone <laughs> no. left on the show lip sync. No. So, because Electra sent people home twice, and, yep. and then Coco sent the other person home. Mm-hmm. So, mm. now I, I do think it's very interesting that people are kind of blending in the background and still being just passed through. Mm. I'm not. I'm not even going to call any names. I'm just. You should call names. names. That's what I this mean, is for. I feel like Kitamine is just. Uh yeah, she's a main one. That's I, like. I 
Why are you there? It's like if she's not performing and winning any challenges, she's not standing out for anything other than your outfit was not on theme. I mean, I don't understand how <laughs> she just slides through. I don't understand why she's gone. Co- I mean, why Keita's she still <laughs> like she's not gone. And while the last queen of color is gone. And so after that, I wrote in big caps. I am mad that there are no more queens of color. I am. I have a problem with that. Yeah, I had the same note. No more color on the show. Especially because I know we get into this argument about, you know, um, whenever we talk about black people and deserving to be somewhere. And for whatever reason, when, when we talk about wanting people of color, they have to earn that spot, which is bullshit. But I felt like she earned her spot. I felt like there was no serious or real reason why she couldn't still be there instead of Kida, right? Or instead of any other queen. It wasn't like her drag was trash. Her her makeup skills were on point. Her personality, she had the charisma, the uniqueness, the nerve, the talent. And it's like y'all wasted no time kicking her off along with the other queen of color. So I have a problem with that, especially... I'm not sure how much pull or Ru- RuPaul has, but I'd be damned if I was playing Uncle Tom and y'all wouldn't at least let me have let me have a little bit of say in the types of queens represented on my show. Now I just want to highlight that JoJo earned that first weekend. <laughs> now what you not gonna do? Yeah, it ain't like JoJo say, didn't earn that. Okay, but I agree with that. But, but Coco, I think it's it, like I said, there are people to me that. Are getting lost in this, and it's such a small group for mm-hmm. people to, to be get lost. lost in. Like, what the hell are you doing? What so, are you here for? To me, like I said, I my final note was that the judges hate Coco and the judges hate Electra for whatever reason. For whatever reason, I don't know what it is, but I don't think she should have gone home this week. No, I don't think that it would have. She would have lasted much longer just for because they don't like. They don't like her. Yeah, agreed. I I thought they both did enough to be on the show for next week uh and it's it's a shame because there were already there were only two to begin with and within the first three episodes now they are both gone so i'm glad it didn't happen back to back because i would have been even even hotter than jessica is right now but it's uh it's in it's crazy to think that already if you can drag Old girl from season thirteen. Oh, uh, Old Candy. Mouth. Yeah, if you Candy can drag Muse Candy Muse, making me curse. Freaking fire! That queen made it to the top four. I'm sorry, the top two. Top two. But Coco can't make it past episode three. I'm sorry, that's BS. And we couldn't even understand what Candy was saying half the time. Right. Hey, what you say, sis? <laughs> uh, actually, no disrespect to Candy. But it's more so to make a point. Yes, uh, to make a point that if you can let that that ride right. for that long with such super more talented other queens. Right, like Denali. Like like, Denali. So again, back to my argument that this is not, it's not going to be fun to watch you find reasons to pick apart queens, especially to me, like I said, it looks like queens of color when there's no reason why Coco should not still be on Drag Race Down Under. So, and again, I think the rumor that I heard was that these queens were picked. Like, you know, a lot of times on Drag Race, queens audition, like thousands of queens audition to be on Drag Race. But for you, for um, Drag Race Down Under Australia, these queens were picked by who? I'm not sure. But so, again, I have a problem that out of the whole continent of Australia, 
you found two queens of color, one that was kind of questionable, her skill, one that was great, but you've already kicked both of them off the show. Yeah. And at the same time, you've got two other queens who have some problematic histories uh, <laughs> with race, uh, but they still remain on the show. Right. So again, I don't call it conspiracy. Again, as a black woman in America, I feel like the messages that you send are always important, especially when, regardless of what country you're in, what continent you're in, this is being showed in America. I have a problem with the cast and the way things have gone on Drag Race Australia to the point where I'm almost not really in the mood to finish the season. But the only reason now is that we've committed to this podcast. Yeah, because we know how you've been to <laughs> start shows for podcasts. And then never finish them. And I, but okay. And to be fair, I have hey, never want to watch Raising Dion. <laughs> Anybody? I have never not wanted to finish an, a, a season of Drag Race. I have. I watched uh, one episode of Drag Race Canada, and I was. Not <laughs> I think that I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum, and that I do want to finish it just to see what they were trying to do. Because okay. I feel like we with this season specifically, you can really put who they want and don't want. And so I'm just I want to see what the end game is for this season because like you said, Coco to me didn't deserve to be gone this week. <sighs> Sorry, Jojo, you earned going home in week one. I hate that it had to happen in week one. But I I wanna finish just to see like what you're doing and who who is going to win because there's one queen that if they win, I'm going to be real mad about it. Not because they're not a good queen, but just because of outside things. And so I just want to see. Which queen is that? The problematic queen. Which one? I'm referring to Scarlett. Okay. Let's say, cause there's two problematic queens, which is a problem. The, the same one? amount. Like, the Karen from finance. The same amount of black. Uh, okay. Pe queens of color that you had. Are the same amount of queens that are have been problematic towards people of color, they're still there doing great, and the queens of color are gone. So, I mean, it does make me feel be better about America because as much as I love America, I know we have a long way to go in terms of race relations, and it's great to see that other countries struggle with this, if not maybe more so than we do. Right, so when, I feel like she said she lived in the outskirts. Of yeah, Canada, I was like. In the 2000s? We can live where we want to. <laughs> I mean, uh, in the 2000s. So if anything... 2011! <laughs> if anything, it shows how trash Australia is, I guess. Oh, uh, I wait, hold on now. Hold on. I'm not about to trash the entire It's definitely questionable, in my opinion. I, it is questionable. I think officially. it is very really questionable that, you know, in the 2000s, something like that would still be going on. But it's also a testament to just in general how far the world has to go for people who don't look yeah, a certain right. way. We have a long way to go for black faces and white spaces. And it doesn't matter what kind of black you are. Across the world, whatever color you are, if you're not white. But we are hanging a whole lot on a country based on one episode. Well, two episodes Three. of Drag Race. Three episodes. You're right. And uh, I, like you said, when you were talking about, you know, only finding two queens, there might not be very many queens of color in Australia. But we have no way of knowing which you're direction right. we are going Mm -mm. <laughs> I just find it hard to believe that they only found two and it was those two again like I said call it what you want but 
But then, you know, I'm very skeptical. I feel like the the where was the taste of uh, of Australia? That's but see, to me, that's what I was going to get to is that the vibe with Queens of Color is already, you know, you have to compare it to this queen just giving off the little snippet of, that we heard Coco say about, you know, mm. doing drag for a party and then somebody coming to her, fixing her mouth to say, well, you're no Art Simone, but right. it's like, so I mean, to me, that enough? speaks to the culture of Australia anyway that's as true. a whole. Fair point. So That was a good point. I don't yeah, know, but I'm going to stick with that. it. Yeah. So... I know we could go on about this probably oh, yeah, race relations, and it'll probably come up again because I'll be still mad about it every week. You just cannot gonna let it go, y'all. So, <laughs> so I might need to write a letter. Now that Coco was gone, Jessica is down two people. She has now lost Art Simone and Coco Jumbo. Coco Jumbo. Mm. So Coco did herself in when she dressed like a gorilla. We still person. have <laughs> Jay and I still have three that could. Of our original top four. Jeez. Uh now I can't remember if we added people or not, but um, it doesn't matter. I think that we did. did I, back add, I think we did because I added Anita. Uh, you got the rundown? Give us the rundown, just cool. Yeah, you didn't write everybody else's down. I didn't write everybody else's oh, down for last week. I did for first week. So first, first week, week was Chris had Karen, Keita, Art, and Scarlett. You Jay had Art, Karen, Electra, and Keita. And I had Karen, Scarlett, Coco. And art. So then last oh, okay. week, <laughs> Karen, Keita, Art, Scarlet. Karen, Keita, Art, Scarlet. Oh, yeah. So last week I added et cetera, et cetera. That's okay, what yeah. So last week you added et cetera, et cetera. Last week I added Anita. Let me write this down. Last week I couldn't tell you who I added. Uh, it, I, I think it might have been et cetera, et cetera as a sleeper. You might have. But, uh, these these pants outfits on the runway aren't doing it for me, so I'm gonna have, I would like to, you know, change that. I mean, my, my four is still set, but I, I don't know. I'm going to leave it as it is just because at this I point, know, I don't, I don't. it don't matter. Um, <clears throat> Electra's, you know, I'm still pulling for you, so. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm pulling. I want to add her to my list, but dang, she's probably going to be going home next week because they don't like her for right. whatever. I mean, what? Is she, ha- is she part? <laughs> Is they, she part uh, black, part something? They Maybe we don't know. Is she mix or something? We didn't realize. Of, oh. <laughs> she might have one drop. Yeah. <laughs> I get her out of here. But, but to me, the person who's like they might have one drop is uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. She look a little, she look a little <laughs> different. Also, hold on, though. I'm glad you said that. Because yeah. I meant to bring up how when talking face-to-face, Scarlett and et cetera, mm-hmm. They look the same. They do, don't they? Oh, these are twins separated at birth. <laughs> yeah, they, it's, it's something. If et cetera didn't have that the, blonde yeah. little patch, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference yeah. between them. Uh, so, but yeah, she got a little dot in there. I don't, she, that 1% rule. Yeah. I don't know. For every reason, they coming for Electra. But I guess I'll just stick with Karen, Scarlett, and Anita. Oh, the two problematic queens you stick with? I know. I don't have a choice. Look, this is what we have to do as queen, as people of color. We still have to pick people. We have to pick the lesser of the evil, right? Yeah, they go overlook, to overlook things that they've done. So next week looks like it's going to be a trash to treasure challenge. Yeah, yeah, the runway design. This is a make or break challenge. So, you, and you know, just off the top of my head, I feel like this would be. I'm saying it now. This. Can be a challenge that Electra excels in. 
Will she get her credit or will they find, still find a reason to, to trash what she does? Here's the thing. I don't think that we know who can make who can stuff sew. and who can't. Not yet. No. So I think that, but I feel like she almost has to be able to. Yeah, I feel like she better. So it will be interesting to see, but God, I hope she can sew because they don't need another reason. <laughs> like right. she's already on, on the chopping block and we haven't even seen the first minute of the episode. Mm. Yeah. Any so, other predictions, thoughts? I feel like Electric Shock should be able to look, excel in a Trash to Treasure challenge. But <laughs> I also feel like she could fall flat on her face. So, but I think what's going to happen somebody that usually does well is going to flop completely. So, I don't know if it's going to be Karen or Scarlett. Or etc. But I've, or maybe Kita. Kita doesn't do well. Though. Man, I know. She so comes through exactly. So Kita does well enough to to be safe. So this is a challenge where those who are safe can quickly be exposed. Mm. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, uh, we forgot to mention what we think Max. Oh, Max's shield gonna do. Uh, <laughs> I don't get a Kinso vibe from her either. So I don't know. I mean, because she's one of the older queens, so I don't know how long she's been doing it. But uh, hopefully, by this point in time, and being a larger, I'll say, and being larger, she's probably picked up some skills. That's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah, good point. So it's it's gonna be interesting to see. But I hope that uh, next week the bottom. It's somebody other than Electra. That's really all I can hope for. I'm saying they have no more. They don't have no more queens of color. So I don't know who they're picking on next. I mean, really, I I don't even think it's queens of color that they're picking on. It was just they picked those two to pick on. Yeah, and I mean, and Electra, like I said, maybe it's a class thing. It does again. It. it does make you wonder because again, Electra shared that she, I mean, doesn't have a lot of money. I guess at this point in her life. Yeah. So again, is that where you're picking on her? I'm like, and you already know she the working class, cause let it be known she worked with Kita and Anita. Mm-hmm. They, let, they let that be known real quick. So, so let know. me stop because again, I could just go on and on. So I, I, I will promise to leave this in this episode. I will you not carry it to the next episode because I know nobody probably wants to hear it for the rest of the season. <laughs> so I, let it be known. I've said my piece about it. I'm not happy. So regardless of how I continue this season, I am not happy with how things have gone. And if I could share it with RuPaul or whoever's over Drag Race Australia, I would. JoJo's a hoe and Coco, give us a call. We want to talk to y'all about your experiences <laughs> on the show. JoJo, you shouldn't have much to say. Coco, I definitely want to hear what your thoughts are. Don't call me though. That's that's real long distance. I don't know if my plan covers. Oh, by call, I mean drop an Instagram PM. <laughs> and then again the last thing i will say about it because again this is ltd let's talk drag so we might have to do a separate episode about queens of color in the um rupaul's drag race space because there has been a problematic history with that in general um some of it we're seeing some fallout like recently with like tamisha iman the vixen um and how even black even the queens of color kind of 
attack each other because when certain black queens are exalted and others aren't, that's a huge problem. The way the fans treat queens of color has been a huge problem. And so it is the responsibility of, of RuPaul and the show to, to, you know, kind of help with that. So maybe we'll do a separate episode on that because that is a huge issue within the drag race world. Are you saying there's going to be some bonus content? Oh, I am. Sign up, guys, for bonus content. There's no signing up. Just <laughs> tune in when we release. Right, because I think we should. I think that's important. And it, it is. Um, a lot of the queens also don't, they don't feel that they can say much because of these crazy-ass contracts that they have to sign. So it's just interesting. It's a whole interesting topic of itself. So, so yeah, so... I guess we are wrapping it up. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Three. Episode three of Drag Race Down Under. Queen. Queen. Down Under. <laughs> you can't tell it ain't a bop. You a hater. It ain't, a bop. It ain't. You a hater. It's a good song. <laughs> but thanks for tuning in to LTG Let's, Let's Talk, Talk Drag. Drag. I'm Jessica. I'm Jay. I'm Chris. And we out. Bye.